With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower, it can mean only one thing, we are back, it's the Fight Disciples with 60 minutes of the very best of Merseyside, fight sports news, reaction, inside info, you name it, you know the drill by now, we've been here for a long time, it all happens on this show, I've had some tremendous guests over the last 12 months or so, and the guest I'm delighted to say I've got with me tonight is someone I've been trying to get in the studio for six months. But if you know Liverpool and you know entertainment in this city, you also know that there's not a hotter fella walking the banks of the River Mersey right now than the man sitting right in front of me. Of course, later on in the show, we're going to talk about UFC London, which, by the way, we may as well call UFC Liverpool because there's four fighters with scouts, very much scouts attachments involved in that card. I'm going to get my guest take on it. But first and foremost, let me introduce the main man sitting right opposite me. I'm delighted to say, as I said earlier, if you're from Liverpool, it probably needs no introduction. If you've been on YouTube and watched comedy or on social media, you know this guy is the hottest ticket in live entertainment. <laughs> I am, of course, talking about the main man, Paul the Joker, a.k.a. Paul Smith, delighted to have you in the Hello, studio, mate. my mate. You're right. I'm, yeah. bl- I'm blushing here, you know. I'm loving it, mate. I love it. You're matching your hair anyway, so it's all good. Um, great to have you in the studio. And before we get on to fight sports and everything else, mate, I've got to say, congratulations. Things couldn't be going any better for you right Thanks, now, could mate. they? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, the last year especially was mad. Absolutely mad. Like, it's, it's still a bit of a blur, to be honest. The whole thing happened so quick, that first tour. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Doing that arena. Doing it again in November, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's mad. What was that like, the Echo Arena? Just to be in your own hometown, in an arena. I'm not gonna lie, mate. It was emotional. <laughs> like it was, it was one of those. Like, I think um, I, it's it's dead hard to explain. You go I, before while you're on stage. That's not the hard bit. Like I suppose it's the same as fighting in a way because I suppose like it's the training for the fight. That's the hard thing, and then the fights. The like I suppose the adrenaline carries you through. And I think it's exactly the same for like. So while I'm on stage, that's all a bit of a blur, mm. and it's kind of the show went dead well. Yeah, but it was just I just remember standing there just before it, and it's like eight thousand people like pouring into this gaff, it's and bad. like you're just looking at them all. Like even before it, you know, when you go in and it's all set up and that, and you're just like. You're looking around the room, there's like so many chairs, and you're like, nah, this <laughs> there's can't no way be this for is me. And there's like a massive big production. There's like, oh, there's more people working there than I had in my show last year. There's more people working, do, like setting the show up for this year than I had, I, I, I could get into my show last year. So I was like, my head fell off with it a little bit. But yeah, incredible. Like, it was, it was unreal. The whole thing was just amazing. I'm just happy I got to do it again. But as well, the, the fact that the club's just there, um, because I'm still in the club most nights, like yeah, hot yeah. water. So, the fact that that's just managing to like we had a queue down Harman Street on Saturday and it's just every week seems to be, it just doesn't seem to be slowing up. So yeah, just fingers crossed it'll carry on. I think that's where the explosions from obviously UMC and at the club yeah. and that stuff going up on social media and yeah. it, first of all it was just like little shorts and everything else and then suddenly it's like the whole country I've seen Lad Bible have been reposting it all you know yeah. everyone's just got right on the end of it and for some it's your comedy it's it's the way you you sell it the way you present it. Just seems so social media friendly. Yeah. It just works. I don't. I don't actually know what it is because <laughs> there's something about it. Like I had a woman come from fly from New York last week to come and see me. Like, I, and that just she sits in her apartment in New York and watches some scouser. Just is she from Liverpool or no? No, she's from New York. Wow. I didn't even know. I, I I was surprised she could understand what I was going on about. Because like yeah, it's so like yeah, we've had like a woman flew from Israel to watch Adam Rowe the other month. 
it's just like it's just got. A, I think we're one of the most recognisable comedy clubs in the world now. The logo, mm-hmm. uh, we're definitely the best in the country at the minute. Like the, we've gone from over the space of two years being like a, a, a small club. Like three years ago, we were in the Holiday Inn, yeah, in yeah. like a conference room in the Holiday Inn. That and then we've gone from that to being literally like award winning, won every award this year for best comedy club and stuff like that. That's got a you know on a personal note, obviously you're over the moon. I'm sure your family are as well, but. To be part of that team, to be on the journey yeah. with the team, you know, it's not to just say I say Adam's selling out big shows up and down yeah, the country yeah. as well. Adam's it's flying, unbelievable yeah. to be a part of it. It feels like a little bit like comedy in Liverpool's lightning in a bottle right now. Yeah. It's there, it's happening. This is where yeah. it's going off. There's so many others as well that are going to come through. There's like, it's, I think we have a lot to we 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 can we have to thank Hot Water a lot for for kind of because it's. It really because we've got shows every night and we haven't always, but it started with the Sunday nights and that's always been New Act Night. I was always hosted that. That's where Adam started and so many other acts started, like Rob Thomas, Davy Ash. There's loads of loads of, of amazing scouse comedians yeah. at the minute, and that kind of came through just us being able to just them being able to come down on a Sunday night and us developing a little friendship and a little community and it's all jumping up and it's kind of pushing each other to like be better and be better. Um, and I think. You can you now seeing it was you you starting to see the benefits of that coming through now with people like Adam did this start it's starting to like mature those acts are starting to really make waves now and yeah. I think you'll just over the next five years you'll you'll really start seeing uh, not only Scouse comics but comics from like the Whittle and everywhere that uh, the hot water reaches yeah. and people can get to like for the Tuesday nights Wednesday nights acts coming down just trying new material working through stuff in front of uh, in an amazing room with amazing crowds yeah they're just they're all going to be so like it's like the power of social media people know what you're going to get you see they can see the show you know comedy clubs I don't know whether comedy clubs realise the strength of what social media brings to them in a marketing sense maybe is what it is because you're watching it and you think Everyone I speak to is like, have you have you seen Paul? Have you ever seen? Have you been down the club? It's bouncing. You've got to go. Blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it, and not just in this city. Everywhere in the country, Everywhere. people are like, have you seen Paul? And I'm like, yeah. this is mad. I out. went to Tenerife last year, and like, well, last we went to, that was one of the first things that like blew my mind. It was January last year, me and a few of the lads from the comedy went to Tenerife, and it's gigging or just like a no, break just away? a little because we because December's so busy for us, we can't mm. really do nothing. We're in every day, so we were like, oh, we'll have a few days in Tenerife, little lads holiday. Goes over there and like this is on the videos only been going on for since the August so like what like four months mm-hmm. and uh, yeah didn't buy a drink while we were there got recognised <laughs> everywhere didn't buy a bevy just like oh you're that kid aren't you like and it was just absolutely like, my head fell off with it because I was like that for to be recognised in another country yeah and obviously it's English people it's not like Spanish people going ah oh. of course <laughs> like, it's it's English people expats over there. And all yeah, that. yeah expats yeah. and that but like that yeah it was, it's 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 Paul and uh, the, the two brothers who run the comedy club, Paul and Binti, and they're both very different. Binti, Binti's very hands-on. He built the comedy club like himself and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he's got so much passion for the rooms and things like that. So that is that brings a lot to it because the rooms is the rooms are the best in the country. They set they set up so perfectly. We've been in so many like tough rooms and had to make them good for comedy. Yeah, because they haven't been ours. That once he got the the the, the scope to make his own place. He just made it perfect, and it's just that helped a lot with us being able to film, keep a good atmosphere, and that generate through the th- through the videos. But uh, Paul, who does all the marketing and stuff like that, who's uh, he was best man at my wedding, um, well, him and Adam. Uh, he just he, he's I've never seen anyone so passionate about something so boring in my life. <laughs> like he will sit and he will what he's got his big iPad. He has this iPad everywhere. You'll see him like a giant. We always rip him about it. One of those <laughs> giant iPads, and he'll sit and he's never off it. And he just he just looks at graphs and statistics of like like people watching his uh, people like who's who's engaging with his website and stuff like that. You need that though. Then, oh, you mate, need a nerd like that yeah, to, to to sell it, you know. It, it, the thing is, if you met him, you wouldn't even think he was a nerd. But like he just <laughs> he just loves it so much. And he's the one who he's the one he had the idea to put the videos on. And I swear to God, every single person, everyone was like, nah. What a terrible idea! That's a terrible idea. I, I because because like, you're giving your jokes away, you mean, or yeah, yeah, and also that like, he said he was gonna put stuff for me on, and I was like, no one will watch that. This just me talking nonsense. That's bad, isn't it? And he was like, they will, and because he, he, I always remember it, the conversation me and talking about it this year. Uh, I, we we were having a night out one night because people used to come to comedy and stuff, and they go because I only used to gig there. I've only gigged there for like eight years because I'm I'm, I'm I'm late. I don't like traveling that much, and I, I like my little routine and stuff like that. And he, he was like, don't you want to get out there and like 
like make a name for yourself and be like, mate, I'm happy. I'm happy where I am. I get, to, I've got the best comment. I got, I, I, I like the people around me. I get to do what I love doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy get with to that. Play you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't ask for more than that. And he was like, I'm gonna make you famous. He said that as a joke. I went, I bet you're not. And he went, I bet you I am. We bet, we had a five pound bet. And uh, when, did, did, when did you give him the fiver? I gave him the fiver. Yeah, <laughs> you've had to. Yeah, I have to give. I think he still got it. Have you been surprised how you're very much Scouse? kind of, you know, typical scouser, banter, you know, all that kind of stuff, has transcended the city, though, the way the whole yeah. country and the world has gone, like, that's hilarious, when you yeah. think, just the, just the scouser kind of ribbing everyone, you know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah, it is mad. Like, it, I mean, the places it seems to fly the best, I think, are, are very similar to our city. There's, like, um, it seems to go really well, North East, Newcastle, Middlesbrough and stuff like that, Glasgow, love it. Um, Belfast, Dublin. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of crossover in people. The people are very similar. Yeah, working people. class yeah, cities, yeah, yeah. working yeah, yeah. class Dockland cities, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So the, I mean, but like, there's loads of other places where you go. I don't understand why you like this. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to your shows now, <clears throat> obviously you know when you, you're emceeing a lot of the time, and part of your gig is obviously going at the crowd, and well, that's you know yeah. where you what's your name, where you're from, all that kind of stuff. Do you find now that no one wants to sit at the front? No, it's gone the opposite way. And People want to sit at the front. Make, I used to have. I used to. Have, there's, there's, there's things that you'll fall back on. I don't know how to explain this, but like, um, but when you start your show and like you're doing this every night and every night, like night after night after night, there's things that you'll say over and over again, and it's not that you've pre-planned it. It's just that the same things happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I used to have a bit about like, and I don't think I've used it for about a year and a half because when you used to set the show up, people would come in and you'd seat them and you'd seat them, but nobody would sit at the front. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'd have this bit about, like, no one wants to sit, well, that's a decoy front row or whatever like that. That hasn't happened for about a year and a half because people fight for the front row now because wow. they're like, oh, I want Paul Smith to take the piss out of me. So they're going to swear on this. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I want Paul Smith. People stop me in the street now. <laughs> I had some lad, I swear to God, I, I went back, I was walking back to my car and he stopped me with his mates and he stood in front of my car until I took the piss out of him. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> some yeah, people love it. And it's like, it, 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 it's funny in a way. Like you do, the people who want that though are a bit like, they're always a bit, they think they're funny. And like, yeah, there's yeah. a difference to being like, I'm not the funniest person. If you come to the pub at me, people people get a little bit disappointed with me because they're a little <laughs> bit quiet, to be honest. And people are like, oh, he's not that funny in real life, is he? So I mean? how, saying that then, how did you get into it then? How did you even get into comedy if you weren't, if, if you went in, you must have been a joker in school, you must have been the fella nah. telling all the jokes in the pub, no? Right. I mean, I wasn't like, with my mates, I've always had a laugh at night like yeah. anyone else, but like, no, I don't, I think if you asked that any of my schoolmates did it, and told them I was going to be the one who's going to be a pro comedian, nah, none of them would have believed you. Like, I wasn't ever the... The reason I got into it was I went through, like, a... I was trying to... I went through a little bit of a transitional period when I was about 23, about 12 years, yeah, 20, 23, yeah. Um, I was trying to just... Trying to just do things that, like, push myself a little bit. So I'm a little bit of a fucking self-help thing, so, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, st- I was working as a graphic designer at the time, and I got this email that said, like... Do you want to? I used to always go to the Raw High Comedy Club in the in the Royal Court, and it was like, do you want? Do you think you're funny? Do you ever want to try this? And I was, I was in work like, oh, I could do that. Like, and they were like, oh yeah, whatever. I barely speak, and I was like, oh, do it then. And I just, I got, I don't know, I got a back a proper, I got my back up about it, and I signed up. For I'll the show thing. you. Yeah, and then I was like, what am I doing here? Like, because you, you did four week course with Chris Cairns, and uh, and then you did the show at the end of it in the Royal Court, three hundred people, and I was like, oh my god. But I, I did it, and the best thing I've ever done in my life. I never planned on doing it as a job. I just wow. thought, I'll get through this, and then I can say I've done it. No one can say I never did it. Of course. But I did it. It's yeah. one of them things, isn't it? Get over your fears or whatever. You, you know, it's why you do a parachute jump or yeah. whatever you may do. You, you never know what you're going to be good at. Of course. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how yeah. you just took to it straight away? Yeah. And, and literally, you've never looked back? Well, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say never looked back. There's been hard points. There's been, like, yeah, a couple of years in, I got really disillusioned with it. I stopped for a little bit, but then it's it's a mad story actually, because uh, I got this TV thing like a year and a half in, 
And up to that point, everything had gone perfect. And I was like, I got a bit cocky, to be honest. Smashing I got this. a bit, yeah. yeah. It, oh, Clock the game. Yeah, comedy's dead easy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, I'm the best comedian who's ever lived. <laughs> uh, so everything was going well. And then I got this TV thing with this BBC documentary crew were filming me and this half fella trying to get into, like, the biggest chain at the time was called Jonglers, right? And if you got in there at the time, that was the, was the goal for a lot of people because that was your full-time job. Then you'd get a, a good wage. They'd fill a lot of your diary up and then you could, Go and get you into other clubs as well. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I'm gonna get in there. I'll be making a f- good wage from comedy. I'll get on telly. I had it all planned out. It was gonna go perfect, right? And it never. <laughs> like I went, I did this thing, and it just, yeah, I just like there's a guy who'd been doing comedy for forty years, and uh, the 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 point of the show was is that I I I wrote I wrote my own material, but I had no like like experience and he had no he had loads of experience but right. he did loads of our jokes you know what I mean he was gotcha. kind of one of them it's like two generations yeah, coming together yeah. kind so of you thing. could kind of adapt of course. but uh, I yeah I made a mistake of after the I felt dead because he was a sweet fella he goes on at Jonglers and Leeds right he had to do five minutes each and I absolutely smashed it because um, the thing is about like I was used to doing that time yeah. Like I'm a new act, I'm an open spot. And when you're at open spot, you do five minutes, you do ten minutes. You so mean? you had five minutes nailed. Yeah, I had five I had five minutes nailed down. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was doing. Whereas this poor fella, he's doing hours, do you know what I mean? Of, yeah. So he goes on, he just picks the wrong gags. He picks old gags, people someone shouts one of his punchlines out at him, then he gets booed off the stage and I was like, Oh my god. in me head, I as I saw that happen, I won't lie to you, as I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna See piss you later. this. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. this is all me. But then he come backstage, this poor half fella starts crying. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. So like, I felt that bad then. So I was like, I said to him, hey, I was like, oh, surely we can we, we can work something out. You can do something else, you know what I mean? And he was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an old man, you know what I mean? I've been doing this for years. I don't want to, I, I can't start writing like, like you, like doing stuff like you do, do you know what I mean? Just like chatting and stuff like that. And like telling, like talking about your life. I just, I do, I do gags. I, mean, I tell gags. Gag man, yeah. So I was like. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I, I said, why don't you do it as a character? Like, make it a character. Make it a, like th- this is your, like this is your character. Like, you you've you've gone round the work in men's clubs. That's all died off now. Now you're a, you're a bit of a pisshead, and you're just trying to get on. Mate, he started doing that. Mate, he absolutely smashed it. <laughs> and I was like, we go to this student gig, and which should have been my turf. I goes in, and I done okay, and then he goes on and belts it everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. Yeah, I've made an absolute. I've made us. I've made such an error. So he got the gig? He, he, yeah, he won. Love uh, it. He won. And you know what? Boss Good luck to him. Good luck to him. Perfect. And it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. At the time, ruined my life. I was like, oh, obviously, my head fell off a little bit. I got an agent after that, but then I was getting put in for gigs I wasn't ready for and stuff. like Because I had a bit of exposure, I was getting put in for gigs I wasn't ready for. Yeah. And then uh, it's kind of, it, yeah, my head fell off a little bit. And I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this for a little bit. That's when I first discovered, like, first started going to MMA Academy because wow. like, my head fell off a little bit and I was like, I need something else to focus on. So I went there. I'd, I'd done a little bit of Taekwondo and stuff in the past, which I discovered was pointless. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I jumps in the MMA Academy, goes in the first day, gets lucky chaired by a 12 year old. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Welcome to the yeah, real world. Yeah. But it was fun. And I was like, <laughs> it took my mind off it. You know, it was the first time I'd felt good in a while. Yeah. I come out of there. I felt so good. And I was like, okay. So I started going there. And for like six months, I just like, that's what I did for six months. Stopped doing stand up completely. Got got it like a, just got this little job. And then I was like, fine. And then we, I bumped into a mate who lived by the MMA Academy. It was up by Costco at the time. Mm-hmm. Still, still around there on Vulcan Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he lived in Waterloo Warehouse, and he's walking past, and he's like, "Where have you been?" And I was like, "His name's Phil Chapman, a good mate of mine." And he's like, "Where have you been?" And I was like, oh, "I've just," he was like, oh, "You can't stop." And I was like, oh, "It's just it's done me head, and like I don't really, I, like, I wasn't enjoying it." Do you know what I mean? All the travel, because I was, I was still traveling around and doing little clubs and that, and it's just yeah. get like, the novelty wears off. Do you know what I mean? And then he was like, "No, nah, no." Nah. So this, this, this new open mic just started. Hot water comedy. Oh, it's called Watershed Comedy at the time. It was. I had to change the name because there was another one apparently. Um, so he was like, just he made me ring up in front of him. He was like, ring up, ring up, and, and book yourself in. So I was like, oh, all right. So I rang up, full intention. I just cancelled it as soon as he wasn't there. Of course, there. just and to was, appease him, yeah, just yeah, to shut yeah. him up. Rang him up, and then I was like, oh, I ring them up later and then cancel it. Forgot, forgot to cancel it. Comes up, it was on a Sunday, and I, I was at a barbecue with mate. I'd had, I'd had about four or five cans of Fosters, and I was like, 
it buzzed up on my phone. I reminded, I was like, ah, oh, I'm meant to do a gig tonight, and it, I was like, oh, I forgot to cancel it. My mates, like, come on, it'd be funny. Come on, let's do it. Let's just rock down there. So I went down, went down in shorts and a Superman t-shirt and a pair of flip flops. <laughs> Goes in there, uh, just to like, kind of get it out the way, just to like tick the box. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's yeah. just because I wasn't asked. Yeah, yeah. I mean? I was like, it's a, I don't want to do it anymore. So like, like yeah. give me a laugh. Goes down there. And uh, a lad called Adam Stoughton was on, who's, again, another very good act. And he, he was like, he said, they were doing the running order and Stoughton went, oh, he's got an experience. So he stuck me on last, thinking I was, like, a good act because I'd been on telly and stuff like that. <laughs> but I hadn't gigged for, like, a year at this point, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I go, I was like, But did like, you, in the back of your mind, though, you're like, I know I've got this bit of set, I know I can use this, I know I can use kind that. Kind of, yeah. But or you're just thinking, was, I'm just going to freestyle I was whatever. pissed. No, yeah, well, yeah. I, the thing is, that's not what I did at the time. Like, what I do now is very different to what I did then. Oh, right, I okay. wasn't really a crowd worker. I'd done a little bit of comparing, but I wasn't really a crowd worker. You but had it, stories, you had narratives, whatever No, else. I was dead whimsical. I had loads of, like, weird, surreal stuff about. Um, kind of weird... What even some little bits of dark stuff and some weird stuff about getting bullied in school and having a former crime fighting duo with a Polish fella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was dead weird. You can yeah, if you go back, and, I don't even know if you can find any of it online. Yeah, so he put me on last, and I was on, and I used to have this opening bit about like, about having red hair, and he'd go, I, I, I'd go on and go, hello, I'd say. Uh, I, 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 I get picked on all the time for having red hair and like red hair. I don't even know if I remember it. It's like red hair, ginger pubes, ginger ringer, ginger tosser, copper wire, copper bollocks, copper tone, sun dodge, jaw cell, rusty nuts, rusty bollocks, rusty leashes, black doesn't even make sense. Uh, carrot, carrot top. Oh, look, your nits having a bonfire. That's uh, that's creative for a six year old girl. <laughs> that was my start, right? But I start going into that. Could I? F- I can't, I'm amazed I remember it now because I couldn't remember it then because I was pissed. I'd had about. I'd had about Five cans and had about four pints since I've been there. I'm smashed. Goes on start saying that. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, I, I can't remember on my set. So I had to just start crowd working. I was just picking on the crowd. And luckily, it no one had done it because it was a new act night. No one had, no one had done any crowd work. Yeah. So it was just one. Of, I just started picking on the crowd and it just started going well. And I was like, all right, then. So I was picking on you, you're in that bed, blah, 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 blah. And started picking on, I just did about 10 minutes of just what I do now, just banter. Comes off and the lad who run it, Paul, he was like, that was funny, that. And I said, oh, I wouldn't mind comparing one of these for you. Like, cause yeah, I just yeah. got a little bug because I got the taste for it again. I thought, I'll just do this, keep me hand in. That's the bit which you enjoyed, interacting yeah, yeah. with the crowd, and having then, a bit of a giggle. Yeah. So they had four more booked in. Uh, I did one more and then I did another one. A lad didn't turn up and I'd just gone down to watch. Uh, and I ended up jumping on and doing that one. And then after that, Paul gave me a lift home and he's like, do you want to just do them all? And I was like, sound. As we've become quite matey then. And yeah, we've just been dead good mates ever since. And it's just, yeah, I've been there ever since. I haven't really, I've hardly ever missed a gig, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. So mad, it's, we, I, I'm not a massive believer in fate, but when you like things like that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. No doubt. You touched on it there, obviously, the fight sports influence. You, you know, you, you stumbled into the MMA Academy when you were kind of a little bit disillusioned with the comedy game. Where did the love affair with fight sports come from? From, you, have yeah. you always been a, f- a fan of fight sports as a kid? Yeah, um, I, I, mainly the thing that mainly got me into it was uh, I had a housemate called Danny, and he had a load of old UFC DVDs. So we'd sit there, yeah, we'd uh, have some weed and that. <laughs> just sit there on a proper marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just watch old UFC videos, and we probably got into it, and then we start watching like the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. a reality show, and that, and then, um, then we'd start like scrapping in the garden and stuff. <laughs> as you do as you do yeah um, and he'd always do me in because he, he'd done a bit of wrestling and that and it was like oh. um, yeah so yeah, I, it was going there though it proper saved my life like it really did and then just because you get talking to people about it and you're like they're all talking about it and I was like oh I'll start watching that and I just yeah I just did you go initially sp- to get to get fit or did you go thinking oh I used to watch the UFC I'll have a little go and- a little bit of no yeah a little bit of both yeah to, yeah to kind of get fit because yeah I just thought I needed I needed a change in my life I needed to stop smoking and stuff like that and just like get me out to there do you know what I mean and I went down to do that um, but yeah it, it was initially to get fit but then I just kind of got obsessed with jiu-jitsu mainly like yeah, does that yeah it was uh, i mean i've never ever got good at it which is weird <laughs> <laughs> i'm not, i'm too sporadic because I'm, I'm i'm quite injury prone so i'll get an injury and i'll just slip out of it for a few months or a year 
and then I'll come back. But um, yeah, it, it, I just it, nothing else makes you feel good like that. Uh, Thai boxing as well because I've done that burnt me out though because I've done taekwondo in the past and I'm doing these all flicky kicks and yeah, there. yeah. I was a lot Think lighter, I can do this. I'll be good at this. A lot lighter then, and then it was like, that's absolutely wrong. There's absolutely no power in what you're doing. You're just gonna get booted there. Yeah, yeah. I've never experienced a leg kick before. <laughs> You see, like kicks in MMA, and you go, ah, oh. uh, whatever. You feel like it's just like a jab, mate. Yeah. I would rather Can't get, walk for a week. I'd rather get punched in the face yeah. ten times than one of them like kicks. God, yeah, awful, yeah. awful stuff. So yeah, that's that's kind of what ignited me love for it, and I've just loved it ever since. So how long have you been training at MMA Academy now? <sighs> on and off years, like years and years. Like I always find that I fall back on it when I get low, or yeah. like if if things start getting too stressful for you just me. just go bang, I'm going to yeah. grab your gear and go they're down They're good there. to me there because like, they always just let me jump back in. They're yeah. just dead. Like, like Jay and Peter Davis and that, just dead good to me there. They've always looked after me and it's like, yeah, to just let me jump back in. And it, I, I, It's weird. It, the place always seems to pop up when I, when I, when I need it. Mm. Like, it just always seems to pop back into my life when, I, when things are getting... Like even last year, I hadn't been there for a while and... I was getting a bit stressed with writing for this tour and stuff. It was bigger than I'd ever done before. And I was like, these are the big rooms. I was getting really worried about like whether the crowd work. Because that's what people wanted. Do you know what I mean? And obviously I had the show written for it. But then they're going to want crowd work. And can I do that in a 1,500-seater, in a 2,000-seater theatre? Mm-hmm. I'm getting really stressed. I, was, I wasn't sleeping properly and stuff like that. And I'm out in Wagamama like, in between gigs on a Saturday we had four shows on a Saturday I'm out with another lad who was talking about doing a bit of time and I was like I need to get back in and do it and I felt this tap on my shoulder and I thought it was just someone going to ask for a picture I was like, like that and it was Peter Davis from the MMA Academy he was like hello lad I hadn't seen him for like two years and I was like, he was like, oh. I was like, that's so mad. Face like, that conversation, literally, yeah. literally just talking about doing time. Oh, if you want to get in a couple of mornings, I'm always about just jump in. We do some pads in there. So we just started doing pads with me every morning. That got that, that, that. I feel like that got me through a lot of last year. Brilliant. Just like, just levels you out. Just like after that, you feel like you can deal with loads of loads of other stuff, even though it's not the same thing. You feel like you can. Just takes all the aggression out of it. Something like something about punching something as yeah. hard as you can. <laughs> Does exactly. And something about after the shower coming out of the gym if you've sparred or if you're training yeah. and your body's just completely aching, but you've got that adrenaline rush. You're like, right, yeah. I'm like, I can take on the world yeah. now, me. Yeah, yeah. Fight anyone. Yeah. It's it's funny the comedy game because I, I look at comedy. <clears throat> My sister does a lot of comedy. She's a house player at the World Court. She does all the World Court comedies and oh, stuff boss. like that. And um, she used to do some gigging and stuff like that. But she's mostly a theatre actress. But I used to look at the, look at her when she she first started out, and it's kind of like stand up comedy being a pro boxer, where you know you've got to appease the promoters by putting bums on seats. Yeah, and you know yeah. when you start, you're only selling to your family and your friends. Yeah, yeah. And young boxers are the same now. It's like you've got to put in these performances and be consistent, but you'll only be booked if you're going to sell tickets. Yeah. It's a weird, like, weird... The similarities between yeah, fight sports and, and comedy yeah, are mad. Similar. Yeah. And then when you get there, it's like there ain't no one else to look at. It's you. You've got to deliver on the night. <laughs> yeah. Can't look at anyone else and go, well, he's had a bad night. It's on you yeah, to deliver yeah. on the night. Comedy's are, comedy is very similar, but at least with boxing. Although, you, obviously, you're going to see a boxing fight. All boxing fights are different, where it's like... Because I, I, I hosted the new act night for a long time, I've seen this time and time again. You see new acts come up, and like they, they'll go in and they'll kind of they'll start off really well because they bring fifty of the family with them. Do you know what I mean? And like fifty of the family come, and then they'll do another gig. Fifty of the family come. Ah, but then oh, he's done the same jokes again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's still he still smashed it. Fifty of the family come again. He's done the same jokes again. That turns down to thirty to twenty to ten to five to the bed, and then yeah. the bed doesn't even come anymore. And then then the real world kicks in because <laughs> absolutely no one's There's laughing no one at you because they know you. Yeah, yeah. And then that's a that's a different game. Then and then you that, that that a lot of people fall away from comedy at that point because mm. like. That once the once the reality of how hard it is, not especially those initial couple of years in comedy are hard, man. Because you've got to like you, we're a bit people in Liverpool now are a bit spoiled with hot water because you got a perfect you got the best room in the country, mm-hmm. you got a perfect comedy room that you're allowed to come and do, and uh, like play in front of a full a big crowd and it's like a good a good gig. Whereas most of your gigs, man, you're in that room above a pub that after people there don't even want to watch comedy, so they're just like yeah. having a conversation and stuff like that. A lot of people, I get, I get asked now to do people's weddings and stuff. Like I get messages all the time, come and do me wedding or come and do me like my niece's christening or something. I'm like I'll ruin it. Yeah, I'll ruin it because either I'll rip your uncle 
who doesn't want doesn't me, get it. Uh, doesn't know who I am, yeah. and I'm on stage going to write your knobhead, <laughs> and uh, or no, like or it'll be crap because it's not set up. Yeah, like the the mic won't work. The, the there's no lights on the stage. There's no focal point there. A lot of it go. A lot of stuff goes into comedy, like outside of the actual thing. Um, so that's I think that yeah. If you're a boxer, at least you can, <laughs> at least you can get your family to come down, and every fight's gonna be different. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you, keep that. You, you can, can guarantee you're selling going. fifty tickets for yeah, every yeah. single you show. Keep that as long as you keep. Yeah, it's always if you keep going and getting your head smashed, then I suppose they're gonna stop. As long as you start winning, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's going on with you right now on social media? I'm noticing you're rubbing shoulders with Darren Till, Tony Bellew. You're training with Chris Fishgold. Like, yeah, I, I'm hearing rumours. There's something going on in the city. You're making some kind of TV documentary thing. What's happening? It's not. A, it's 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 just a little. Pro, do you know what? It's, it's kind of spiraled a little bit. This thing, um, and hopefully it turns out the good. power of social media. Man. Really People see stuff and go, oh, yeah, "What's yeah, happening here?" Um, what all it was was I was talking to Molly, Molly McCann, mm-hmm. and uh, just. I got message on Instagram and Chris had been Chris Fishgold had been down a couple of times, so I'd messaged him saying like, oh, like just doing private to me with him. No, no, I, I literally like just about the comedy because oh, I was right, like, oh, okay. nice to see you there. That, 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 I, I properly enjoy your fights, and he was like, oh yeah, love, love your comedy and that. And then message Molly after like as I went to see UFC Liverpool, message her saying Boston and rain and stuff like that, keep chin up and all that. And then she was like, oh. yeah, she was saying um, she wanted to come down because uh, Mrs. Our fella watches my videos all the time. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, anytime you want to come down. We just got chatting on Instagram. And then I was like, I wouldn't mind coming down to the gym. I thought it would be a funny idea if I go down to that gym and just for Instagram, just me filming for Instagram, for like a three-minute thing for me Instagram story to just me get battered by yeah, Molly McCann. Just challenge Molly, basically. Because yeah. she's like, what, eight and a half stone, nine stone yeah. woman. And I'm a 15 stone fella, do you know what I mean? I thought, <laughs> that would be funny. I'll go down and do that. So that was the plan, and then uh, I said to I said to Fishy, I'm doing this with Molly if you fancy, and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm super game for that. I'll give you the beating, <laughs> and I was like, All right, this that, that could be funny. Okay, I'll, I'll see if anyone else is keen. So I started messaging other people like Jay Tan and Jay Owen and uh, Chris Thompson from Nemesis Grappling and stuff like that. Just loads of people in Liverpool. I, people, I get followed by a lot of fighters and stuff. So uh, I just met anyone who was like involved. That I was just messaging people saying, Would you be game for this? And like loads of people got back, yeah, I'm super keen. So I was like, all right. So uh, there's two ways to take that though. Either they love your comedy yeah, and just want to laugh, do, or yeah. do you want to punch it in the face? Well, there's a, there's a, <laughs> I've got to do one. There's a kid from the world called Joe Ryan, uh, <clears throat> Muay Thai fighter, 14 yeah. year old world champion, and he's a fan of mine. And he was like, I, 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 I did, when I did a strength and conditioning session with a lad called Adam McCreevy, and he he trains him, and he's like, he'd be keen for that. So I messaged him, and he was like, mate, I'm so I, I can't believe you've messaged me and all that. You'll have to ask me dad, and I went, I'll ask your dad, all right, I'll message him. And his dad was like, yeah, he's super keen for this. And I was like, just tell him to go easy on me. He was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. And I watched one of his fights, mate. He's 14, but like. He's Beating a 35 year old fella, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he could like he could be a plumber or something. See, the problem is he's on the schoolyard every day and probably uh, probably on break time and stuff, all the kids in the schoolyard are you looking at your videos yeah. and then he's gonna go to school and go, I battered him yeah, last yeah. night, here's the yeah, video. He's gonna fill so you he's in. He's gonna absolutely boot me everywhere. <laughs> but this the yeah, so like it's just kind of escalating. And like Rocky Field and said he'll do it, he'll have a, he'll 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 box till said he'll do it, Danny Roberts. Amazing. So like I'm a bit scared to be honest because I went down to Molly. I I wasn't. Like, who have you, you trained with so far? I've only up to mm-hmm. now I've done Chris Thompson Nemesis Grappling, which was horrible. Yeah. Um, like it was. He brought. He just everyone in there is like. A commando, also. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 I've been down a few times. It's a good gap, like it's, it's proper lovely fellas. But like, as soon as it starts, just the killer mat. Yeah, I went in there, right? And this kid's got it. He, he does it. Like, I don't. Am I allowed to mention another podcast on this? Yeah, go on. He course. does the Grappling Life podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a nice fella, and uh, he's proper mad, proper lovely guy. Sweet, do you know what I mean? Sweet. And I'm just talking to him, and he starts rolling. He's got an MMA glove on, and I went, "Why have you got that on?" And he was like, oh, "I got shot in the hand the other week in Afghan," and I was like, "What?" what? And he went, yeah, I got shot in the hand, and he starts telling me about like he's in like proper combat. Oh my like, god! Sh- <laughs> like live fire combat, and he's like, yeah, I got shot. I took a bullet in my knuckle, embedded in his knuckle. So he's just wearing the MMA glove and still training. Oh and I was god. like, oh my god, I'm not supposed to be in here. Yeah, this, is not, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So you don't realize like so. I got, they got me in with some high level. Is high level guys. I went and I went down to the. 
MMA Academy enrolled. I, I did like 45 minutes of Jay Tan and Jay Owen, a high level black belt. Yeah. Jay, Jay Owen jumping on until he tapped me, then Jay Tan straight away until he tapped me, then Jay Owen until he tapped me. And I couldn't stop. Oh, mate, it was. I've never felt so powerless in my life. <laughs> um, but uh, the first one I did was Molly, Molly and Chris. And I goes in and I start, like, Molly's like, all right, what are we doing? And I said, we'll just do some pads and that, and then we'll have a little spa, a couple of rounds. And she mm-hmm. was like, Sam, she held some pads for me. I've done tie pads and that before. So she, like, she's holding the pads. She was like, oh, all right, you know what you're doing then? You can throw a punch in then. I was like, yeah. I'm, like, so, she, then, so she throws some gloves on. And I'm not going to lie to you, like, you know how hard Molly is. Like, you've seen a fight and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's something in the male psyche that when you're stood in front of an eight and a half stone woman, you go, uh, but you know, I'm a fifteen. Yeah. I'm a fifteen. I'll land a couple for, of shots. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and yeah. I'll, I'll just push it back with a jab Mate, or whatever. You know, I have never seen anything move so rapidly in my life. <laughs> I swear to God, we started off, and I'm like, I start, I, I, I throws a couple of jabs out. Throws, goes to throw a right body kick. She just check me, but check me kick, and just punch me in the face four times. But like, I know she was going light, and it was hard. And yeah, I was yeah. like. Oh, I'm in bother here. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so and then she was just absolutely bingo on me everywhere, just like laughing about it. Just like throwing the spinning just lighting back, it up just because she spinning could. back fists and stuff Brilliant. like that. Oh, me, I had a black eye in my mouth, piercing blood out of my mouth. And I'm like, and then that's round one. And I'm like, oh my god. So it's like she's getting like, oh, uh, she's like, we'll do another one. I was like, all right. Then she was like, oh, should we do that Darren Till style? So she's doing like fighting like Darren Till with her arms down, and that's just like, bingo on me from everywhere. And I got to the like, I think we must have about forty five seconds left of this round. I'm blowing out of my ass. I had nothing left. And I'm like, I, I was just covering up. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I, 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 you just go into like panic mode because everything you throw, you feel like everything you. It's like rolling with Jay. When you're rolling with a black belt, you, you start attacking, but then you soon realise you feel like everything you do is making it worse. Yeah, and that's what I was like with her. She's so fight or flight, so just wanna... much better than me. Of course, every, I, I felt like unless I had my hands up on my head, I was just gonna get punched every time I moved my hands away to do anything. I was getting punched in the face, yeah. so I was like, I, I've just got to stand here and take this. And then she was hitting my body, and I was like, Oh my god! Um, so I thought, all I can do is grab her. Yeah, that's my only advantage is to grab her, yeah. just grab her and just grip her and use just your size and weight to try and control her advantage as soon as i grabbed the old of her, she just took me down so easily though like i was nothing like i was paper wow. and just threw me on the floor and just ground and palm me for 45 seconds <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible it was absolutely horrible. what a brilliant boss. place to start though you know with yeah. potentially the smallest fighter you're probably going to do on this yeah, journey yeah, yeah. you know and with it being a female as well that molly's just gone okay yeah welcome to the real world yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what it's going to well, be that's like scared me because then i was i'd already set these things up and i was supposed to like, i was What's supposed that until to, gonna do well that's, that's the thing because i was supposed to like i was supposed to do till the other week but obviously he's had like a lot of commitments and stuff so we're gonna do it after this fight and uh, i was messaging him and he was like he was like yeah i'm super game for that son and i was like just go like, i say light light sparring and he was like, yeah, well, I went, just don't kill me. And he went, I'm going to try. I'm not going to lie. I've heard you a bit, Andy. And I was like, oh, Darren. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I can't, I can't Whatever go. you do, don't do it at Cowbon. Don't but, do it. Don't do it at Cowbon. Because they're just, that's, they, that's how they train. They you're train full throttle. Yeah, you spar full throttle. Yeah, I don't know. There is, you know. I know. There is no, like, second like, gear. I feel like you got to feel that once in your life, haven't you? Well, of course. That's the beauty <laughs> of it, you know. And, and now, listen, you, you've only done Molly and Fishy so far. But I bet you... One minute in to Molly, you, it gives you a completely different understanding of what these people do and what, Mate, and what the, they, you know, the, the high level of fighting. Like, as I said, I've done a little little bit of gra- I've done grappling before. I've done a little bit of tight sparring and stuff like that light. But like the power to weight ratio that these people have got is just like I rolled a fishy and he, at one point he was choking me out with one arm while he was waving and laughing at the camera. Like the power to weight ratio, yeah. and I'm 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 way I'm a lot heavier than him, and this is just before this fight so in Prague, so he's deep into a weight cut there, um. So like, I mean now he's eating properly and stuff like that. His weight's back up. He's gonna be a lot stronger and a lot like the. It's just another level. It's mm. a, it's it's ridiculous how how strong they are and how fast they are. Like you just don't re- I just, like, when you're watching it, it's hard. Tell so really he doesn't do it justice, does it? No, it, it 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 can't. I don't think it can. It being watching it live and hearing the meat slap against the meat, that yeah. <laughs> that's a bit better. Shin on shin, yeah. You're like, oh. oh yeah, like oh man, yeah. Like I, I watched the I watched till fight Wonder Boy last year, and a couple of those fights, you're like, because oh, I, I was quite close to the cage, and I was like, oh my god, and you're doing that slap and slap, and you're like, oh my god, that must be horrible. But now you've been on the end of. 
Molly's pulled slaps. Yeah. You must think, oh my god, what must it be like to get it with a four ounce glove? Yeah, four ounce glove, full force means heavy. It's crazy, yeah, yeah, heavy stuff. It is crazy. I had a similar experience 2008 when we were capital of culture. I trained and did all kinds of sports, but we ended up selling tickets to charity night and I boxed Shane Neary over three rounds and I've had sparred ABA champions and everything in the build-up. Yeah. And they were pulling punches with me, obviously. I was a journalist. I was working for the Echo at the time. But the night with Neary, by the time I got to the ring, I had such an adrenaline dump. I felt like I'd done a marathon. I could hardly yeah. pick my hands up because of the event as well. So the, yeah. I had that kind of feeling. Yeah. But as soon as you get in there, you just think this is, it just gives me a completely different understanding of, of fight sports and prize fighters because yeah. you're like, you think you've done it. You think you've hit pads. Yeah. You think you've sparred. Yeah. You come away thinking, boy, that was a good sparring session. Yeah. But then when you're actually in with someone who knows what they're doing, that's a professional, it gives you a completely different yeah, outlook yeah. on the sport in general. Yeah. So what's happening with it? What's happening with the, with the show once it's finished? You know what you're going to do with it yet? Or? Well, yeah, well, I, it's just going to go and we're going to put on YouTube progress. Jiu-Jitsu got involved and said they'd sponsor it for me. So being able to pay a proper, like, proper cameraman and stuff like that and like hopefully get some good production on it. Um, it's gonna be like still look a bit rough. It's just like yeah. one camera. And the guy's got like a shoulder rig and that, so it's gonna look like look look good. But um, yeah, we've been talking about at st- this is very early days, so I'm, I'm very sketchy about whether I'd even be able to do it, whether let alone get the funding to do it. But been talking with um, talking about if if it gets a lot of views and it gets a lot of traction, yeah, maybe training over like a span of like eighteen months and and see if I can do an amateur MMA fight. But yeah, it's the it's the it's the amount of uh, because it's the amount of like what's the word commitment that it takes to do it because the thing that obviously I've got a lot on my comedy and stuff for that and I wouldn't want it to affect that I work pretty much every night doing stand up and that um, but I mean if I could fit it in I would love to it's it's like it's a goal it's something I would like to do but uh, it's just it's it's whether you can put it's whether I'm I'm thirty seven on Friday and it's yeah. whether I can put my body through that it's whether I can get through it without injuries and if I've got like a full film crew if we can raise funding to get a full film made then and you, you see, like there's 50 grand going into it or something like that yeah. and then I get injured and it ruins it do you know what I mean you're like oh god so there's a lot of, a lot of that to think about but uh, yeah Molly's super keen on getting me doing it she wants to like she wants to like she wants to corner she you she wants to be the striking co- I, well that's the thing because I've got so many people like go, like being dead sound and offering to help if I did it, I think I'd have the best corner in amateur yeah. MMA yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, of course. And the best prep. <laughs> like four pro, four you... pro free UFC fighters. Oh, for oh, novice going fighters. into his amateur fight, Uzi sparred with, Till, Roberts, <laughs> Fishgold, McCann. Poor kid in the opposite corner, be terrified. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But it's, it's, it's also the fact that you got, I don't know how it would work logistically. Like, how do you, what, what, what kind of fight do you set up? And, like, I, 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 I think the point of the film wouldn't be that. Because what, what made me want to kind of do a full project around it was being in with Fishy mm-hmm. and seeing the weight cut that he was doing. He was on, like, the, the, the lad's training three hours a day towards the end of his camp and he's eating 600 grams of chicken, do you know yeah. what I mean? That had never entered my head before. I'd, I'd heard the weight cuts, obviously, do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd known that they do that and they get in saunas and you see it on the on the Ultimate Fighter when they get in saunas and they're doing push-ups and that. But it's a short little montage of what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I thought it'd be interesting. That's the film. That is is getting my body from like a a flump that I am now to like being able to be in to, to whatever to fighting make weight, weight to make mm-hmm. weight and whatever fighting weight I would need to be to get in get conditioned enough to have even a chance of being of getting in there because it wouldn't actually matter if I won the fight I don't think because no. you can't guarantee that's going to happen of course and I wouldn't want to like set it unless up unless you're Idris and then you can just fix it and yeah, you know, well, yeah. win the kickboxing <laughs> fight it's rigged to bits yeah I watched that you I need wa- that kind of I budget yeah, yeah, the training stuff was boss mate, the fight at the end was rigged to bits I kind of watched it because I didn't know he'd done that until I started talking about this and someone told me about that and mm-hmm. I watched it and I was like yeah, like, don't get me wrong respect for what he did in it but like I went to Japan and getting people to whack your arm with like wood and stuff like that and ball break. I've done I, I did ball breaking in Taekwondo. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like it, it's not as hard as it looks. If you, you punching a person's harder than punching a board, you know what I mean? Because like you, you go with the grain and it's just like a kid can do it. Do you know what I mean? Of course. It's one of those things. So like yeah, I watched that and I was like, it was a bit set up, wasn't it? Like I wanted to be a real thing. Just be real. Yeah, yeah I wanted it, to be a real thing. I want people you know, to see me. If you get tapped out struggle. in a minute, that's just life. That's yeah, that's, that's part life. of MMA. And that's it's part of the sport. Respect to the person who does it, like that, because I think that's this is that's one that's one thing I was like, if I want to do it, I don't want to go in because I feel like 
whoever I'm going to fight, obviously they're an amateur MMA fighter, and they they might want to do it as a career or whatever. And uh, if I'm going in to fight them and I, and it's a big like show around me, and I'm like trying to like, I don't know. I've I've gone in and I'm not ready basically, or yeah. I've gone in and it's just like it's just for the film. Do you know what I mean? I've I've done all this silly stuff around training and stuff like that, and took it seriously, and I've gone in. Um, I don't feel like I'm giving them the respect that they deserve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also as well, you wouldn't want to get to fight nights and do all the work, and you know, hopefully have a six pack, do the graph. You've done the cut, you've done everything, you've trained with, you know, the biggest stars in Liverpool, and then you get there on the night and. Some fellas turned up a postman from St. Helens that sayings once a week, you know, and you think, come on, you know, and then, you'd... then he does me in. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd want it to be a fair fight, you know what I mean? You'd yeah. want someone else to have equally as worked yeah. hard, you know what I mean? Maybe from yeah. somewhere else in the city or whatever, it doesn't really matter. But I think that was that would be the way to for you to kind of honor the sport because if yeah, you're going to do it, do it properly. Well, that's the thing. I want to I want to be respectful of it. I want because that I want to really tell a story. I don't feel like people understand what they put the bodies through. What, no, like. I, I love MMA and I love watching it and I feel like a lot of people don't realise what these people go through and like these when like, like look at Till's Instagram. Mm. Look at Till's Instagram. Like that lad trains ridiculously hard, you know what I mean? And he's done loads for the sport, done loads for the sport in this city and like he goes like his Instagram he gets absolutely terrified he gets terrorised for like being a pound overweight or whatever like that people calling them fat and stuff all the time it's ridiculous Mad. you know what I mean mm -hmm. and the stuff they put themselves through if any of those people on Instagram were to go, go and actually even try to do what that lad does a couple of two three times a year the the heads would fall off do you know what I mean there's absolutely no way they'd have the willpower to do it No. so it just it winds me up to see that now like I hadn't fully kind of realised it, but like I feel like, yeah, it's it's a respect thing. I feel like I want to treat it with respect and I have a full respect for the sport. Well, I think that's <clears throat> that was something which Idris Elba missed out on completely, and I think that was the missed opportunity because there's almost like a there's almost like the fight chain inside of it, but then also like a the opposite of Super Size Me type documentary coming in as well, yeah. where you go. This is my normal diet. I go to Mackey's three times yeah. a week. I'm gigging of a night, so I get a pizza on the way home, blah, blah, blah. And then you go, right, this is my life now. You know, you get some you get some like Tim Barnett in to sort your diet out. So yeah. now you're eating fruit, you know, you're eating fruit and chestnuts and, and stuff pressed, like that. Cold yeah, pressed juices and all that kind of stuff, like every meal a day, 17 meals a day, but you're drinking like, you know, lemongrass <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Vegan. I'm not going vegan. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Not yeah, exactly. Me. But you know what I mean? That's part of the journey, and yeah, that yeah. that story needs to be told through. With all due respect, Joe Public's eyes, that's what yeah. your eyes are. You're, yeah, yeah. you're like you're like a fan going, I've got this amazing opportunity to train with the best people in the sport to do something, to have an army fight. But part of it, I've got to make weight. So you yeah. should you know, probably start with going and see a sports scientist at the JMU. You'll do your body weight mass ratio and go, right, your minimum weight's 160, yeah. 170 or whatever it may be. You can do 170. And now you've got four months to do 170, never mind get in shape. Yeah. I think that would be... Yeah, you know what I mean. Just I, to I think it, just it to kill you even more, just to terrorize yeah, you yeah. even more. <laughs> Do it properly. Yeah. The, another problem I'm having is that I started, I I got back into training. I started, I started going. I've been doing some strength and conditioning stuff at a place called Primal, um, and they're really scientific about it. Like, so they they did all that body scan and stuff like that. Um, it scared me. They were like, "You got loads of visceral fat. Basically, you're this close to diabetes, mate. You need to sort your life out." And I was like, oh my god! Um, so, that, but then I've obviously been getting back in the MMA. That kind of been recently though, because you're not carrying that much weight now. But I've got two stone off. I was going to say, yeah, January. yeah. But that's the tell. problem now because we haven't started filming the film. <laughs> oh, you, so, you like, missed the opportunity. You should. Well, we we got some shots. We got like yeah, obviously yeah. we can use some of the footage that I've been already shooting. So hopefully, like, because I I don't want to go. Like, if you start the film, you're already ripped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be ripped, but you know. But you've mean? missed the opportunity there yeah, to go. Not, I started I mean, here. There's enough footage of me on stage as an absolute like unit. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the video of myself at the Echo Arena last year, and I was like, "Oh my god, how fat am I?" Because like, I was never a fat kid, you know. What I mean? I've never been like, but like over the last like. What? It's about six since once you thirty, mate. Your body just fucking. Well, your metabolism just spews yeah, it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, your, meta your metabolism spews it. That happened to me when I turned thirty as well. That happens to everybody. You look all right. I'm all right at the moment. Well, I've just had Quincy, you see. So I had a throat infection two weeks ago. Oh, so yeah, I lost the stone. It was boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I recommend it for anyone. Off that, did you? Lost the stone. Throw that in. That Throw that a, in as part. Puss out of your throat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw that <laughs> in as a part of your training regime. Get Quincy for the week. Sure, cut your way to it. Neck and you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
this mad journey that you're on at the moment, obviously, from the outside looking in, you're like living a dream life for you personally. There must have been times, though, with the comedy and maybe with the fighting as well, where your family have been like, you know, is it going to happen, Paul? Is it? Or have they always just supported you? Um, because you've got a young family as well and young yeah. kids and all that so it's yeah, tough when you've got young kids like yeah. in a very different world but I work freelance so I don't have a regular paycheck yeah. every month I have to graft every hard. month to get out there and it's hard when you've got young kids especially when you when your missus is, or you know we're like wait a minute there's a mortgage got to be paid every month yeah. and it takes a while to get into that routine to for them to calm down and relax yeah. so yeah, I've been quite lucky in the fact that, as I said, I've done hot water for the last few years, and even though it's 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 lit, it's it's blown up a lot over the last couple of years, it's always been quite stable. So like, I've always had the weekend work, and I've always known that was coming into anything else that came around it. I've always known my bills were paid there, yeah. kind of, quite reliably. So I've been all right with that. But yeah, it's I mean. My missus, I met my missus at the at hot water. She was in the front row and I picked on her, so she couldn't really. Uh, she, she'd be a bit of a she'd be a bit of a hypocrite if she started moaning at me about it. <laughs> uh, she's she she got a bit of it was a bit of a shock to her last year because, as I said, I'm quite lucky in stand up circles. Like you see Adam now, Adam's everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Adam's all up and down the country. He's all he's even like he, he's he's flying abroad and stuff like that to do gigs, and that's how. 99% of comedians where if you're up and down the country all the time it's, not, it's not for me mm-hmm. I like my little routine so um, she's used to me being there all the time but like last year we had the tour and it wasn't like I wasn't away a lot but I was away more than she would like I was away weekends and stuff like that and she was like oh. She's just, I think she, she, that started getting to her a bit. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do that more than I did it last year. So I've got to be careful about getting away a bit. But other than that, yeah, they're all dead supporters. I think when I first said I was going to be a stand-up comedian, uh, my mum said I was stupid. But uh, yeah, I got a, I got an amazing amazing message this week. Because I never did well in school or nothing like that. Like I, I always remember the school saying you'll never get fired. What school either. did you go to? I went to a school called Prescott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I was I was I was a clever kid, but I was a bit of a smart ass. You know what I mean? It's one of them things, standard story. Do you know what I mean? But I got a message off them last week. Uh, well, the comedy club got a message asking them to get in touch with me to see if I'd come in and give an inspirational talk to the kids. And I was like, <laughs> "What do you want me to say? Like, I can't." Come I was in crap and talk at school, so now I tell jokes for a living. I smoke weed through my GCSEs, <laughs> and they'll tell you to not be a smart ass. But I think I can. T- I, I I think I'm 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 evidence that being a smart ass pays. So. <laughs> Crack on at being yeah, a smart crack ass. On. Forget your GCSEs, doesn't matter. <laughs> Those don't get stressed about it. Yeah, exactly. No one's asked about it. Remember that record of achievement you get? You'll lose that and you'll never look at it again. <laughs> Just lie about your Just GCSEs. Kidding. No one checks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <clears throat> obviously, the the filming, I guess everyone listening to this now can't wait to see it. You know, it'd be great if you do some stuff with Till, Danny Roberts. Obviously, both of them are fighting this weekend. Molly's back out this weekend. I guess you're working Saturday, but you no, got, I'm you going. Fight? Oh, you going? You going down going. to London? Oh, yeah. brilliant! You'll have to work. give us a shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been birthday on Friday, so it's a little birthday treat. A little treat there. Uh, going to watch that. You down there? Yeah, right? I'm down there. Yeah, I'm, d- I'm doing some work down there. Yeah, I'm commentating, oh, so it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait. I'm going down Wednesday, but uh, oh, see you there, it's a, it's a big week for four. As I say, four. There's four yeah. fighters with Liverpool connections: Grundy, yeah. Danny Grundy. Roberts, Molly, and of Grundy's course, first fight, isn't he? his first on against Nad. Yeah, and obviously we've seen Nad Nirmani fight against. Uh, Paddy, yeah, you know Paddy's like the gatekeeper now. And you beat Paddy Pimler to get in the UFC. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. But first fight on, and I think that's going to be flames. I was speaking to Grundy this week, and he was just like, "I've been waiting two years yeah. for this opportunity." I think he's going to do it. It's going to be absolutely mental fight for me, though. I've never seen Danny Roberts in a bad fight. I said on a po- we did a podcast yesterday previewing this show. I think Danny against uh, Claudio Silva. If that's not fight of the night, I don't know what it is. Just because Danny's always in fight of the night. Yeah. doesn't matter who he fights. Yeah, he's it's always entertaining. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the only other one I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the Vulcan Aldemir fighting because I, yeah. I think you're going to feel that. Yeah. From someone's <laughs> getting, someone's someone's getting, getting put, put a kill. through a cage, mate. Because yeah. he's not, after his last fight, he's coming out to kill someone. Yeah. So, yeah. There's just so many good fights on the card. I like Arnie Allen as well. Yeah. There's so many entertaining fighters on there. I just think. packed, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, packed absolutely, with Brits. Yeah. Mark Jacasey versus Joe Duffy's yeah, Flames. Yeah, Mark Jacasey's a mad one, like, because like, mad, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbeaten. A, gets in the UFC. Yeah, well, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't. I hadn't really watched much of him. And my mate got on me like who I'm going down with. He was like, "Have you seen this?" Because I was like, it's such a good card, and he was like, "What's that, Jacasey?" So I went back on Fight Pass and watched all his fights. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's good. He's good. He, like, his striking's entertaining. He's a bit wild. Yeah. A but bit wild. It's weird because he moved to America 
and he lost three fights. Yeah. But now he's moved back to the UK. Apparently, he's doing all his training yeah, back yeah. in the UK. It's one of them feeling broke. Don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were undefeated. You got in the UFC. Why'd you quit in the UK just to go over there? Yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to Jack Marshall versus John Phillips as well, just because it's yeah. Cardiff versus yeah. Swansea. Yeah. So <laughs> as if that is not going to be absolutely like it's the place. That's felt like that. Isn't it? yeah. It's crazy. What about uh, the main event then, Till? You've seen him fight live. You, you, you said you, went, you were at the Wonderboy fight. Yeah, I was at the Wonderboy fight. Yeah, I think wasn't that boss when he come up with the walk, just oh, the ring mate, walk, like just sweet Caroline. Well, unbelievable. That, that was it. Was special for me that because like that I just felt well, I'd not long found out I was going to play that room, at the Echo Arena, and it was in there, and I hadn't. That was the first time I'd been in there to watch a show for ages, and I was like, so I went in there with that kind of look around, going, "Wow, this many people are going to be here for me." Yeah, and then that came out, and that uh, that's when I first felt the atmosphere of that room, and I was like, "Wow, this is going to be incredible!" And I got properly excited about that, and it, yeah, it was just it was just a phenomenal night. I had such a good time. Yeah, um, yeah, and watching like as you say, seeing them, it was a good fight. It was strategic. The chess match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a very strategic fight. I think this is going to be a little bit more wild. This one ain't going past three rounds. No, no. Masvidal only really knows one way to fight. He's 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 well rounded. Don't get me wrong, but he brings it. Until Devil. definitely going to bring it. I've, yeah, I think Masvidal bringing it will be the, uh, plays into Till's game a bit more though, because yeah, I think course. that's the thing. With, it had to be a chess match with Wonderboy because Wonderboy's not going to do that. Wonderboy's going to point spot you. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's kind of what. I mean, he can knock you out. Don't get me wrong, but he's just going to kind of dance around you and kind of in a counter striking yeah, yeah, game, yeah, man. Like, whereas Masvidal's just going to. At some stage, he's going to run at Till. He's going to try and take Till mm. down because now they think Till's up. The opportunity is to take Darren down. Yeah. But, you know, you don't live in Brazil for three exactly. or four years yeah, like yeah. he did <laughs> and come back without a ground game and yeah, train with yeah. Grundy every day. For me, though, obviously, I'm, I'm, com- I'm very confident in Till. But to me, my heart will be literally beating a trillion miles an hour when Molly fights. Ah, uh, I know. Just because I love her. I think I everyone, do, everyone yeah. who interacts with Molly loves her. Yeah, She's yeah. one of the most loveliest people you'll ever meet. And I think she'll... Absolutely go through that girl. Yeah. Like, if you watch, I mean, Valentina Shevchenko is an incredible fighter and you watch her, watch Cachoeira fight her and she just got punched everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Molly will do exactly the same to her. I think it's just, I just don't think she's got the, I, th- I think, I think Molly can just, I, I think she's so rapid with the striking and the boxing so tight that I think she'll just, she'll, she'll shock her quite early on and she'll just dominate. And I think Molly's going in there now She'll the ring jitters will be gone. She'll just be like, she's just gonna go in there and just mind on the job and just go right through it. I think and just light it up. Yeah. yeah. God, I hope so. I can't so wait I. for it. I, I can't wait for it. I don't think I've ever wanted a fighter. Don't get me wrong, when in Dallas, I went all the way to Dallas to to, to, to win the belt. It just didn't happen on the night. But yeah. for this one, I, I'm gonna be so nervous for Molly just because I wanted to get that win. I wanted yeah. to get her arm raised in the UFC because yeah. she works so hard, yeah. man, and she deserves it so much. Yeah, I got. I, I wish I could have gone to Prague and watched Fishy the other week. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's just like so emo- Like you saw the emotion in Fishy's face, and I think you'll see the same in Molly when when she wins on Saturday. Yeah, like that. Just like that when that tap happened, and I was I was in my living room jumping around my living room because I was like, yes, this is incredible. Do you know what I mean? And it's just you saw you saw Rimmer and Landis corner going mad. The, th- like, the thing with Fishy looked different when he walked out in Canada. He yeah. looked a little bit like a, a, a deer caught in the headlights yeah. a little bit, and I thought, ah, oh, that's not like Chris. He's usually super confident. But then I'd seen him the week before Prague at Cage Warriors, and then when I seen him ring walk in Prague, I was like, yeah, done, Back. not a problem, yeah, not a problem. And he just, and, uh, you know, I seen I Molly think... last week. Molly looks great. She's yeah. talking great. You know, and she's and she can't wait for London. And she, I think she, the pressure's she, off a little bit now. It's not in Liverpool. It's in London now. And... I seen her on Friday. And she's in incredible shape. Yeah. Like her arms. That's uh, <laughs> bigger than mine. Just shredded to bits. <laughs> just um, like the muscles in her arms. I was like, whoa, you're taking heads off you. <laughs> Looks like Arnie in commando. <laughs> I love it, man. Listen, thanks so much for coming in. I appreciate ah, no, your time, man. It's been brilliant. I can't wait for the documentary to come out. Yeah. And uh, I'll have to get down to one of the shows. I can't go to comedy clubs, you see, because my missus went to see Steve Coogan about 10 years ago. And he nailed it. He got it out from the crowd, <laughs> sat it on the stool on the chair, sang to it as a Tony Romano, oh, whatever yeah. his alter ego was. 
and he destroyed her and she's never been back to stand up comedy oh, since so maybe I'd, I'd drag my sister down instead yeah so if you're in hot if you're in hot water if you're anywhere past the second row i can't see you so you probably unless she's you shout right. out you're not gonna get sound i'll talk her at the back and yeah, i never yeah. pick on people who are now anyway so sound okay mate thanks so much again thanks for coming mate, on lovely, lovely uh, anyone that hasn't heard paul smith hasn't heard paul a joke get on social media get on youtube get on the club because i tell you now there's a reason why this kid has become a national treasure already and if you can't get out and see him obviously in the year ahead i know i certainly will be you'll be listening to fight disciples on radio city talk stick with us come back next week for the full breakdown of ufc london and for much more from london as i just said to paul and i'm down there from wednesday me and adam are there all week i'm gonna get interviews with danny roberts interview more interviews with till i've got an exclusive interview with bisping set up so check out our social media at fight disciples on twitter and facebook at the fight disciples on instagram and for all our back catalogue podcasts visit fightdisciples.com you're listening to the fight disciples podcast for any fight disciples who have never heard of paul smith before man get your head out from under a rock check out this clip of him live at the hot water comedy club uh, you having a good time there mate what's your name michael nice what you, what you do michael <laughs> why, why is he laughing like a lion <laughs> he just laughed his head off like oh my god how's he gonna tell him that he sells drugs yeah <laughs> is that what he does <laughs> yeah I fucking knew a New York face you know I bought Ketterman off you didn't we that's the same day I bought this t-shirt I remember it <laughs> you all the boys are you yes man shit la Where's your car factory, mate? <laughs> what? Elwood, is it, yeah? What, what, do you work with Jag, do you? Yeah, man. Should you drive a Jag in there? No? It's fucking hell ass, that, isn't it? <laughs> what do you drive, mate? <laughs> <laughs> a Range Rover? <laughs> and you work a Jag? You fucking defo sell BQ! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Look at his watch as well, he's fucking minting him! Hey, he's got more money than your alpha than him, you know! <laughs> oh, hello, mate, you're alright? Just waiting for you, innit? Oh, you, you miss fucking Madry, you know? Hey, did you just go for a line? Because he's got loads there if you need some. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, Subscribe via iTunes.